Welcome to Unity of Tucson. I want to start today with one of the lyrics of this song. <clears throat> Through any darkness I can shine. It's been a long time coming, but it's right on time. Through any darkness I can shine. You know, um, there are few, if, well, there are no mistakes. And every Sunday when I'm considering, you know, kind of ideas, well, well, how do I want to construct this? There's that darn watch again. It's talking to me. <laughs> and I, I love that it always says, I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <clears throat> so I usually choose kind of the, the, uh, the um, songs that surround the service, usually a month or two in advance. In fact, last year I had had them all planned out by the time we got to January. I had every single song for every single service uh, in all the other areas of the service that are not the featured song. I had them all planned out for a full year. I'm not quite that ahead of the game this year. But um, I chose that song, I Am a Light, to be part of what is leading us now into the next two weeks, which is, um, you know, next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and we're going into Holy Sunday, and so I think it's really important that we truly acknowledge the divinity within, and we, we teach within this philosophy that one aspect of that divinity is light, and we use light as a metaphor to be shined forth, that we should all step forth and shine our light. So when I hear a lyric like this, through any darkness I can shine, ah, <sighs> That is the invitation to me and to us all to absolutely shine our light, irrespective of the circumstances, irrespective of any experience out there that may seem contrary to our own light or may be wanting to diminish or extinguish our light. We are the ones who are shining our light all the time, no matter what, and I think we should step forth in courageous forward motion today to shine our light more brightly than ever before. One of the ways that I think we do this is through truly giving over to that creative nature which is inherent within each and every one of us. An important piece of the soul's journey, I believe, is to fulfill that creative nature, to really, truly fulfill that creative nature. The, one of the primary things we teach in New Thought is the creative process, that how creation unfolds. And the way that we teach that within this philosophy is that everything begins as an idea in consciousness. And that idea, through consciousness, transforms itself and transmutes itself into experience. It's a lot of words to just say your thoughts are creating your, your life, right? Your beliefs are creating your life. Your feeling tied up in those thoughts and belief are creating the quality of your life. So I think it's important that we truly shine our light because the degree to which we shine our God selves out more and more and more, the, to that degree, our lives expand and get better. Now, people get confused. Never. <laughs> people get confused sometimes when we talk about unleashing the creative process, right? That we are, we are fundamentally creative expressions of God. Each and every one of us is a fundamental, fundamental 
creative expression of God, and we are utilizing God's power as our own because we are that power. We are utilizing that power for our own purposes to create our lives. So here's where the confusion comes oftentimes. People say, oh, he's telling me I'm creative, but I'm not artistic. And there is a difference between being creative and being artistic. Now, I firmly hold to this idea. We're all artistic. What is your art? What is the art that you are showing up in the world to express? Because it may not be painting. It may not be photography. It may not be singing. It may not be acting. It might be accounting. Everybody laughs, but that may be your art. That may be the way that you are creatively contributing to this world. And isn't that what art truly is, a creative contribution to the world? So I hold very firmly that we are both creative and every single one of us is an artist. How are you choosing to show up today creatively? We have a completely natural impulse within each and every one of us to express our creative nature but we are so frequently taught to suppress that, to step back. Don't shine your light too brightly. You don't want to get too big for your britches. Anyone ever hear that growing up? <laughs> I'm here to say, be too big for your britches. <laughs> shine that light. What, did, what, did it, what does it say in scripture? You know, shine your light. Don't put it under a bushel. Do not put it under a bushel. We are here to do just that, express our creative nature. Whew, we are not in, oh, I love this quote. We are not encapsulated bags of skin carrying around a little ego. (laughs) That is a quote of uh, Dr. Jean Houston. Do you know who Jean Houston is? Yeah. Um, She, I was grateful to have been able to spend some time with her in 2016 at the Canadian New Thought Conference in Calgary, where she gave the keynote. And I'll tell you, she spoke for two and a half hours giving her keynote address. And everybody, all 300 of us in that room just went like this the whole time. Just mouths agape, like wow, like the and 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 the the energetic, tingly feeling that was infused in that room. We were basically all levitating by the time she was complete. But that quote, I remember her saying that so clearly in my mind, and I had my little notebook as I do at all these conferences, and I went down like, "That's a great quote. I'm going to use that." We are not encapsulated bags of skin carrying around a little ego. That is not the truth of our being. We are infinite divine beings of light showing up as ourselves. So do you, this is a rhetorical question. I'm not looking for you to yell out answers at me. Of course, today anything could happen. (laughs) Do you consider yourself an artist? Do you consider yourself an artist? I'm going to invite you to allow the answer to be yes, regardless of what came up in your mind. Acknowledge and affirm that you are an artist because you are magnificently, freely discovering and painting that which is your own life. We often discount our own creativity, I think, because we fear imperfection. I'll tell you, if I feared If I let the fear of imperfection get in my way, I would not do anything in this world. I would sit at home, probably curled up in my bed all the time. 
Because every time I walk out that door, I am inviting the possibility that it's not going to look perfect, the expression of my life. But there's also a great joy in that. If I am not stopped by a fear of imperfection, then what happens is I walk through life recognizing that everything I call imperfect is perfectly perfect in its expression. Because God can never be imperfect. And that is who and what I am. And so while something in the experience may not be to my liking, it is still perfect. And the degree to which I am allowing myself to acknowledge and accept the perfection in all experience is the degree to which I am putting myself in the place of being a creator of my experience. But I have to be willing to be active in that process. So let us discontinue discounting our creativity because we fear imperfection. It's not going to get us anywhere. It will stop us cold in our tracks. The nature of the divine is creation. This is the very nature of the divine within each and every one of us. Creation, forward movement, momentum, activity. God is a verb, not a noun. God is a verb. God is the activity of life. God is that which is motivating us in our life. God is the truth of our being. And as we understand God as the motivational verb of our life, we are magnificently expressing ourselves in this world. The verb of God is to create. That's what God is. It is just the creative energy of all that is. That is our nature. And I ask today, do we have the courage to remember that? No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what the circumstances seem to be telling us. No matter what the experiences seem to be telling us. Do we have the courage to remember that we are the verb that is God? Emerson wrote this, what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters to what lies within us. All that stuff out there doesn't matter. Who are you and do you have the courage to step forth and be the truth of you? I also hold that we are best served in the creative endeavor when we are fully entrenched in the natural expression of this power, when we recognize that God as us is wholly natural, then we are best served in the creation of our lives. I also believe that God is so magnificently expressing without anything getting in the way for the most part in everything around us, whether we know it or not, and many of us are not willing to look. So I invite you to look today at God in nature, God doing its perfect creative work in the magnificent natural world. Take the time to do this. Allow yourself the luxury of engaging with an observation of nature, and maybe even take it a little deeper. Be a part of nature. Truly be a part of nature. 
Hubert Reeves said this. I love this. is one of my favorites. Man is the most insane species. He worships an invisible God and destroys a visible nature, unaware that the nature he's destroying is the God he is worshiping. I think we can all, I, I, I won't speak for you. I will speak for myself. I can do a better job of caring for the nature all around me than I've been doing. One of the things that we instituted here just in the last two weeks, finally, after this facility being here since 1986, um, we finally have a full recycling program here at Unity of Tucson. And it's one of those things, it was so easy. You know, people would ask, why don't you have recycling? I'm like, I don't really know why we don't have recycling. Does somebody want to take it on? Well, <laughs> that's the question. We don't have a recycling program. Is that something that sounds like you would like to do? Oh, I can't. I don't want to commit to that. <laughs> I get it, right? But here's what it took. It took us making a phone call to our waste management company and saying, can you please send us a recycling bin? <laughs> and then making sure that we have collection stations around for recycling here. So now you'll see the blue recycling bins everywhere. That is us deciding to take care of our nature. There is so much more. There's so much more we can do too, you know? There's so much more we can do. And we're taking those steps, I think, every single day. Now, the possibility, the possibility of a greater discovery of God, as each and every one of us, lies in the connection, I think, with, to, and as nature. And from that point of view, genius is expressed. Leonardo da Vinci expressed his genius not through the mechanics of his work, but because he watched nature and was inspired by nature. You know, he had many forward-thinking ideas for flying machines and contraptions and things, and he got all of that by watching nature. How does it work, and how can we put it to work in our lives? Remembering who you are. Remembering who you are is an inspired thought. Do you know who you are? Do you really know who you are? So fundamentally that there is nothing, anything out there in the world of form that could shake you from that understanding, from that place of faith. Do you know who you are? I love the one yes. How about the rest of you? <laughs> I see another hand. <laughs> Remembering who you are is akin to acknowledging your magnificent authenticity. Your authentic nature is God. Your authentic nature is God. Fundamentally, every aspect of your being, every cell in your body, every molecule, every atom, every subatomic particle that makes up the you that is you is God. It is the action of creation. And that all seems very serious and heavy. <laughs> but I think it's important to remember also that God loves to play. God loves joy. 
Thomas Troward, one of the foundational voices in the New Thought movement, said the only purpose in life is to experience joy. That is the only purpose in life. Are you experiencing joy in every single moment? Good. And the rest of you? Remembering who you are does not have to be this heavy idea. Oh my gosh, I have to remember who I am and be very serious because God is serious, right? No, God is joy and light and laughter and fun and dancing and songs like I'm ready and getting up and saying, yes, 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 yes. Yes. So I'm going to invite us all today to let ourselves commit to get back to the expression of fun and joy in our lives. And if you ever find yourself going astray, just remind yourself, I know who I am. And I have the courage of my convictions to live that truth. Now, I want to talk a little bit about an expression in my life where I went astray. Briefly. Briefly. 12 years. <laughs> 12 years ago, I um, took a curtain call for the last play I was in professionally before I went into full-time ministry. And I miss it. I miss that aspect of my life. In 2016, there's a lot, of, a lot of 2016 coming up. In 2016, um, I was, you know, I was still connected with my with my uh, with my performing community in Los Angeles. Uh, when after even after I had left and gone to Toronto, where I served in ministry, um, but I would get all of their emails, and they were telling me about this event that they would do. That was one of my favorite things to do with the with the performing arts company, with whom I was, or with which I was one of the resident actors and designers. We would do this thing called 24 Hours of Madness. It was awesome. And so as a resident company, we had writers, actors, directors, designers. We had everything that we needed to put on a show. And so 24 Hours of Madness, basically what we would do is we would come together as a, produ as a producing company. Yes, the glasses are coming off. We would come together as a producing company and we would, um, the, 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 the directors would choose out of a hat the name of a writer that they would be then paired up with. And they would then choose out of the hat a number. And whatever that number was, then they chose out of another hat that number of actors that were going to be part of their um, group. So you have a writer, a director, you have a certain number of actors, and then the writer chooses two topics out of a hat. This is all at 8 p.m. on a Friday night. The writer then is tasked with going and writing a 10 to 15 minute one act play, utilizing the themes that were drawn out of the hat and knowing the actors that they have to write for. We would then receive that script early on Saturday morning, the directors would go straight into rehearsal and block the show. Blocking means telling the actors where to be on stage. We would seek props, costumes, and we, would, we had some set pieces that we could you know, adjust on the stage. 
We had a lighting plot, so we would light the show. We, we at one point did sound cues that we said, you have to use this sound cue in your design. Anyway, we would come together. There were six groups, and at 8 p.m. on Saturday night, we would pull up the curtain on a fully produced series of six one-act plays. Off book, fully designed, fully rehearsed, fully pre presented and prepared for an audience. There's a reason it was called 24 Hours of Madness. But it is one of those things that's, that fed my soul as an actor. I loved doing that. I worked as an actor. I worked as a writer. I worked as a director in various incarnations of this. We would do, these, we would do this about three times a year. And it was so magnificent. And the last opportunity that I heard about this happening was in 2016 when the theater company of which I was a part finally um, were shutting its doors because they had sold the theater and there was a, just a shift and evolution of what was to be. And I felt a lot of... Um, I, I felt a real sense of loss around not having been able to be a part of that last incarnation of 24 Hours of Madness. And to this day, I still feel a sense of loss, I guess, in suppressing in some ways an aspect of my creative nature by not being a part of a theater experience anymore in my life. And I think the best thing I could do as a spiritual leader is to demonstrate and lead by example to say, if you feel you've lost something in your life, get out there and reclaim it. Take it back and do it. And so next Sunday, after we finish here, I'm going to Invisible Theater to audition for their season. <laughs> Don't sit on that which is yours to do in this world, irrespective of what other people tell you. Because I was told, oh, as a minister, you're not going to have time to do all the things that you want to do in your life. Well, isn't that contrary to what we teach? I choose to step forth, and I choose to make it a priority, the things in my life which allow me to express and experience joy. And so if there's anything that you're sitting on, have the courage to remember who you are and know that you can do all of it because you are the very verb that is creative nature. Your verb is God. That's who you are. Pay attention to that which is calling you in your heart and soul. Some new expression may be emerging you don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I'm willing to give it a shot. <sighs> who you really are, who you really are is an extension of the power that created this whole universe. That's the truth of your being. And I cannot let you know, I mean, I can let you, I must let you know, I cannot take credit for those words. Those words, who you really are, is an extension of the power that created this whole universe. I was blessed to be able to hear that, those words uttered um, at the Pride Festival in Toronto in 2016. It's all about 2016. Everything is 2016. RuPaul said that. <laughs> who you are, 
Who you really are is an extension of the power that created this whole universe. Do you believe that? Are you willing to live from that point of view today? We are the ones. We are the ones who are holding the mirror up to nature, borrowing from Shakespeare. We are the ones who are the expression and expanse of the whole universe living its life as our own. The power of any creative expression is that it reflects not just the life in nature, but the nature of life. The infinite entrusted you to express wholly. So are you doing it? Are you connecting? Are you courageously remembering who you are in every single moment? And the rest of you? Because that's essentially the call today. Courageously remember. Courageously remember who you are and activate your life from this point moving forward. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. And so the homework today, if you're new to the community, I do give homework every week. It is a way that I engage the practical aspect and encourage the practical aspect of this philosophy. The homework this week is this. Get in touch with nature. Go out. Do it specifically and regularly this week, every single day. A walk in nature is as much spiritual practice as meditating, meditating and praying. So get out in nature this week. That's the call. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.